Hey folks, make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep, I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hey guys, Thor here again. Um, Just real quick before we start the episode, unfortunately when we recorded this one, uh, we had some technical difficulties with the microphone. Uh, unfortunately, didn't realize it until after we had already recorded. So I've done my best to kind of try and fix the audio as much as I can, but there are definitely some rough spots in this one. Uh, I do apologize. I hope it's not too rough to listen to. Um, and it's only about probably like 20 minutes where it gets real bad. Um, so thanks so much for bearing with us. And uh, I hope you enjoy Halsey's. If I can't have love, I want power. Uh, we had a conversation about going to karaoke and singing Hey Jude, but singing the whole song with na, 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 <laughs> just doing nas yes. the entire song. <laughs> na, 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 One of the greatest ideas we've ever had. That would be pretty hysterical, especially if one of us, whoever, who screams in the background that's like, Judah, 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 Judah. Is that Paul or is that? Yeah, that's Paul McCartney. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So, so one of us would have to do that, but make that na, 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 as well. Na, 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 <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. They'd never let us do it. That song's like 12 minutes long. Well, they wouldn't know we're doing it when we go up. So they would have to cut us off. Well, but they've got to play the music though, right? Yeah. No, no, no. I guess what I'm saying is, I don't know. Do they allow? Because usually karaoke, oh, usually is that karaoke, an option? yeah, like karaoke. I don't know. DJs are like, yeah, that song's like 12 minutes long. We can't have you sing a 12 minute long song. Usually, it, it would depend. I I would bet there are some. It's because yeah. pro- it's probably like just in the collection. Sure. But nobody ever, nobody would ever pick that song. That's true. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. You'd be insane to pick that song. Yeah, and you're kind of. Uh, Kari- I don't know. I feel like karaoke etiquette and just from our experience doing karaoke, you generally don't do that type of stuff. Like you try not to pick an eight minute song. If you if you pick an eight minute song, then everybody else in the bar is going to be like, why? Why'd you pick this song, dude? So not only would it be a jerk move to pick the song in the first place, but then not even sing it. We would just sing na 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 na. We get so many people angry at us. Oh, well, miss- then we leave. Yeah, then we leave. And we have to just do it. Just like the Beatles will disappear. Just disappear. Yeah. <laughs> we would have to do it at a place where we don't intend on visiting very frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you ready? Do you want to get into this? <laughs> yep, I'm ready. So, future Thor, cue the intro music and let's get going. <laughs>
Hello there, and welcome to Get Wrecked Podcast, where two buddies sit around, take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. We got an oddity today. We sure for do. Sure. We sure do. I'm your host, Thor, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. <laughs> Is that the Fonz? Yeah, I think so. Oh, wait, no, it's Micah. <laughs> um. So, Mike, today, the one we have on the table, this was this one's a little bit different because it wasn't one of our recommendation. Yeah. Uh, first time, really, that neither of us were involved in it. Yeah. And so this recommendation came from my wife, Kendra. And as you'll recall, when she initially gave us this recommendation, she said, fair warning, I don't like this. I don't dislike this. I saw it. I thought it was strange. And I wanted to hear your thoughts. Oh, boy. And the uh, movie, I guess. I guess you could call it a movie. We can call it a movie. That we reviewed is uh, Halsey's If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. Movie, I guess maybe hour-long music video? (laughs) Yeah, it's very akin to Michael Jackson's stuff, where he would make a whole, like, show out of music videos. Yeah. But it's done... It's done on a different level, I think, for yeah. this. Yeah, it's basically, I'm pretty sure all the music was the whole album. I guess let's just, uh, so now we kind of covered a little bit of what it was. Yeah. Let's get into our feelings on this. What are your what are your first thoughts on Halsey's I Can't Have Love, I Want Power? I watched this late at night, and I'm not a, I'm not a horror fan. It's not my style. It's not my jam. So I started watching it at like 1030 after my wife went to bed and my daughter was asleep and it starts and I was initially pretty surprised by the quality of the cinematography. I thought like the video quality was nice. Um, The editing, the directing was all pretty cool. And when the, the, so there's a very beginning scene where she's looking at a mirror or looking at something. So it, it starts and her husband, she plays a queen in this kind of like weird Victorian uh, landscape yeah. world. And the king, her husband, is dead. And then she like goes into this room and there's all these people around. And then she looks up and she sees herself in the mirror. And then her reflection changes and she looks like some spooky witch. And of course, they do like a deep bass and a high violin screech when they show the close up of the face. And when that happened... Because that was pretty early in. I was like, I don't know if I should be watching this right now. Like, <laughs> at, at this point in time, I don't know if I should be watching this right now. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was my initial thought was I, I was very I went through most of the movie being very unsure and a little unsettled. OK, I get that. I think that's probably but part of the intention. I would agree. Yeah. But also a little intrigued through the whole thing. Yeah. What about okay. you? You want to hear... So I took some notes. Oh, sure. Because I never saw this. Do you want to hear the very first note I wrote down? Yeah. If I was rating this movie purely on cleavage, 10 out of 10. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, there is cleavage in this. Yeah, no. The Victorian era dresses with, like, the the corsets just pushing them. Pushing everything up. Mm -hmm. Dope. Just the just the best. <laughs> but yeah, no. I think initially I came into a very skeptical, like trying to be as open as possible. 
and it never really picked up and honestly it never truly really grabbed my attention okay but visually i was like it's striking it's awesome visually i loved it It from that perspective strictly speaking like the outfits are awesome sure um and at the very end of the movie, there's a little thing where it's like this movie or whatever is dedicated to a person. Mm-hmm. And then it said the greatest era of all time. So I'm guessing she really likes the Victorian era. Okay. And so this was kind of intentionally a love letter to Victorian era dress. Um, did you look into anything like past past just watching it? Because for me, I, I watched it and I was intrigued with just the intent of the video as far as the thought process or I just wanted to know more about it. So I, I think in that sense, it was successful for me watching it that I was like, I'm going to look up some stuff about this. And so Halsey is an artist that I have no idea. Sorry, our dogs down here. I have no idea who this person is. None. I don't like, I don't know anything. All I know is that Halsey played one of the characters in sing Two. Interesting. Okay. That's all I know. She, I don't know if you've seen that movie, but she's, um, she's a really spoiled fox, coyote, wolf. And she does, you know, she sings in the movie Sing, go figure. And I just found that out today. But anyway, she said, Halsey, that it was, that the whole album is a concept piece about the joys and the fear of being pregnant and childbirth. Okay, I get that. So the whole thing, and I don't know if the video reflects this 100%, but I guess the music behind it is all about just the, the both positive and negative, the beautiful thing that, that childbirth is, that, that being able to conceive and have a kid is, because it's an amazing thing. But also there's like a really ugly end to it, and it's kind of dangerous for, for the woman if, um, if things go wrong or there's a possibility, there's lots of possibilities for complications. Uh, within pregnancy and both for the baby and for, and for the mother. So I think like, like that's what her intent was to kind of capture all of that because when they filmed this, she was pregnant. Oh, so she was actually pregnant in those scenes where she's super pregnant. Well, I read an article and it was done in, I, I think it was done in a couple of months and she was about five months pregnant through the whole thing. Okay. Or, or a couple of months, five months pregnant. She was about five months pregnant in the time that they recorded it. So that made me think, uh, after I read that, how did they do a lot of the scenes where there's nudity in it? Because with the storyline, you don't know that the character's pregnant at the very beginning. And that comes in after and later. So when you're five months pregnant, you're showing a little bit. Like, maybe not a ton, but you're starting to show. And she did not look pregnant in the beginning of that movie. No. Like, at all. Even in the scenes where she was wearing nothing, yeah. she did not look pregnant at all. So that made me wonder how they filmed it. Yeah, those scenes, I guess, probably filmed first. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. But anyway, those are those are my initial thoughts about it. How do you feel about um, the storyline? Like, what, what, exactly, what exactly was the storyline? Or at least, what did you get out of it? Here's the thing. So I didn't look a whole lot into what was the purpose of this or anything. Sure. Um, but I did read a few like reviews. Okay. And you should never read reviews because people are stupid. 
unless it's us reviewing stuff because we're not stupid. We're, most people are stupid. Agreed. And you get to hear all the things we like and dislike. So, <laughs> so you can gauge that. I feel like if you leave a review on something, like if you leave, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes or something, and you leave a movie review. This is a tangent, but it needs to be said. <laughs> if you're on Rotten Tomatoes leaving a movie review, you should be required to list your top five movies. That because <laughs> because if your top five movies are like, I don't know, name bad movies. Lucy. <laughs> if your top movies are like Lucy and uh, Hackers. Ha- Jumper. Jumper, Looper, anything that ends with er, it's never going to be good. But if those are your top three movies, mm-hmm. I don't care what you have to say about other movies. Because you true. like stupid movies. Sure. Yeah, for in sure. A, in any case. So I read some reviews uh, and a couple of them said, visually, it's stunning. Very cool. Couldn't follow the plot line. Okay. I hated the plot line. My problem was there really wasn't one. It's super simple. She gets pregnant with a guy who's... With the, with the king's baby. Mm-hmm. He's kind of abusive and a jerk, so she kills him. Yep. And then she starts going wild. She's, like, going down on women and getting drunk in public, and all the nobles are turning their nose down, are like, hmm, shit, that's not very ladylike. Yeah. And then, basically, she goes home and says, you can't do nothing. I got the king's baby in me. And they're like, okay, well, once it's born, we don't <laughs> need you anymore. And then it gets born, and they kill her. You can explain the plot line in 30 seconds. It's not that... Yeah. Like, all the stuff around it, they're like the little uh, interactions and things mm-hmm. um, that are are neat and can raise some questions, I guess. But overall, the storyline is... Not that in-depth. Yeah, it wasn't an in-depth storyline. Which, I was promised a weird story that I wouldn't be able to follow. And I was like, I... So, I was disappointed. Maybe it's just because did, I was Did you read that something. before you watched the... Did you read the review before you watched it? After. Okay. Yeah, for me, like, it definitely was not a complex storyline. But I think what the intent was, was to try and... The storyline was not complex, but I do feel like they did a decent job of trying to convey emotion through the cinematography and through the combination of that and the music. And that I enjoyed, usually. But then there were a lot of times where I was like, why am I watching this? Or, or what's the point of this scene? Yeah, some of them in... seemed drag, drug out as yeah. well. You know, it's funny you say, because uh, there really is very little dialogue in this. Yeah. Um, another note I had wrote down is, I really think Halsey's acting was excellent, except for the times when she was talking. <laughs> <laughs> she, I mean, she only had, there was literally one scene where yeah, she had Yeah, a couple dialogue, of lines, yeah. Where she was arguing with the noble like i got the king's baby in me that part mm-hmm. and i was like i didn't think it was very good didn't buy it like, stick to singing you know yeah. what I mean? but that being said a lot of the scenes where she just gives a look yeah and it it says so much it actually is very cool yeah it was um it was an interesting thing because there was a lot of kind of nods or hints to this weird macabre horror side to the world but it never really got fleshed out Yeah. In, in my thoughts. So the movie starts and they find the king dead and she walks in and parts of it were neat because there was there are really cool things that you can do through visual storytelling and not saying anything and not trying to just dialogue and exposition dump things to the reader or to the viewer. 
And I feel like when done correctly, that's really, really cool to watch. I feel like they may have been trying to do that, but it wasn't done super effectively. Like when she walks in and she sees the king dead, there's a solid, I think, minute where everybody's just looking at each other and the king's dead on the floor. And then music starts. And to me, I was like, that's not how this would happen. And I understand that they're trying to be thematic and, and, and get that. But like the king is dead. The queen's right there and everybody's just looking at each other. And like, like you're not uh, seeing people freak out in the background because the king is dead. You're like everybody's just standing around looking at each other. And then music starts and then the story kind of progresses. And there are a couple of scenes where that happens. It just seems kind of drawn out. Yeah, like like they're trying to they're trying to pull something from you, but nothing is really being pulled from me. A lot. I think I agree. I think a lot of the scenes thirty seconds shorter. You got to trim them here and there. What do you think of the music? Because Um, ultimately, this is. I mean, this is kind of a movie review and an album review. Yeah, yeah, and that's the strange thing about this. So I got to be honest with you. I was kind of digging it. Yeah. Right. I was kind of digging it. I, I had no. There's uh, there's there's always this kind of this feeling of snobbiness that I get and I shouldn't have it, but I do. And I think it's because I was a high school student in the early 2000s where I'm like, I like, quote unquote, real music, not this pop bullshit that's on the radio. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And that's just a dumb view to have. So anytime that I hear about a a pop musician or a, a radio friendly musician that's like super famous i have to jump over this immediate reaction of oh they're on the radio and they're super famous their music's probably not very good i don't know why that's in me i think that's a justified response because most of it is most of it sucks and and not that it sucks but it's algorithmic yeah The, the producers and songwriters for pop music it is a formula it is a formula that they've figured out and they redo over and over again until somebody comes up with something new and then they'll incorporate that. Sure. And slowly it changes, but it's, it is all homogenized. And yeah. so there are every once in a while, somebody will come out and I, I agree because I, I don't love pop music, but I think Halsey kind of has a, a unique take. Yeah. A a unique take on pop music that I like. I enjoyed... Um, She feels like an artist. Agreed. Yeah. And I enjoyed most of the songs that I've heard. And just on a side note, anytime that I've watched a video or seen a, I don't know, an interview with pop musicians, I watch them and I'm like, okay, these are cool people. And they talk about the music that inspires them. And it's a lot of the music genre that I like. So there's no reason for me to not like their music. (laughs) Like they're... You know, yeah. they're obviously talented and they're clearly usually um, people who I could at least relate to. Yeah. So now I think with pop music, you have to look at them as they are entertainers. Yeah. First and foremost. And so a lot of times, no, they're not writing or producing the most challenging music. Oftentimes they're not writing music at all. There's people that get paid who are too ugly to say, you know, yeah. honestly, they were too ugly to to sell out a stadium. Mm-hmm. So they, they are first and foremost entertainers, but that in itself is a skill just because Agreed. you know, not everybody can be Paul McCartney. Not everybody can be an entertainer, but also write just a huge category of incredible music. Right. Most people are 
not neither honestly and then if you're lucky you get one somebody who's a really great songwriter somebody who's a really great performer sure and just to go along with that if you could let's say thor makes his own music it's super deep it's exactly the type of music that you want to make all right if you have that scenario or okay we'll have that scenario and you can make fifty thousand dollars a year doing that and creating music like that or you could make radio friendly monotonous garbage quote unquote and make millions which would you do oh you know i'm making millions you're making millions right exactly so and and i'm sure that there are like ed sheeran for example for me the first song that i rec that i knew who ed sheeran was was the i see fire song at the end of desolation of smog the hobbit 2 yeah that's an amazing song and, and like the scene, basically the end of the movie sits or ends with Smog leaving the cave and just raining fire on this village and then goes to credits and I see fire starts playing as the credits are rolling. And I sat through the entire song. I didn't even get out of my seat. You don't do that unless it's a Marvel movie. I was like, this song's amazing. Yeah. This is a great song. It, it really is. It's so really the next day at work. I'm like, I'm going to look it up. I'm putting it in YouTube. I'm like, I see fire. And I found it and I'm like, Ed Sheeran. Okay, cool. I remember thinking, this is a guy that I'm going to get to love. Like, this song is amazing. He's super talented. I love the sound of his voice. And then I listen. I see that he's got a couple of albums out. I listen to the album and I go, this is Ed Sheeran. I hate this. (laughs) I hate everything about this. Because it's the radio friendly, it's the pop music, it's it's the music that makes millions. I'll tell you, I became a huge Ed Sheeran fan probably about 10 years ago. Yeah. But it was, Kendra had randomly, I don't know where or when she found them, but it was a live recording, a live performance at the iTunes Festival that he did. And he did probably like four or five songs. And it's awesome. It's the best. It's just him playing the acoustic guitar and he's like rapping over it. And, you know, he sings. Sure. He's an incredible singer. He's a great musician. He really is. But once you actually, then once he actually started getting famous and he really leaned into the pop music, I'm right there with you. It's yeah. Like, I respect him. I appreciate him. Mm-hmm. I think he's he seems like a guy who genuinely loves what he's doing and likes to have a lot of fun. He has a music video where the whole music video uh, Rupert Grant, the guy who plays Ron Weasley. Right. So in the music video, Rupert Grant is playing him. Oh my goodness. So the whole time it's like, you think it's Ed Sheeran, he's walking around with like a hoodie on. Oh, But it's okay. Rupert Grant. That's hysterical. And he's walking around and he's singing, Rupert Grant's like lip syncing the song. That's and this hysterical. whole time you think he's Ed Sheeran. And then so he gets to a concert and he's walking backstage past the people and then... He gets to go on the stage and Ed Sheeran is out on the stage and he's like rushing the stage to go meet him and he gets like tackled by security guards. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, so, that's cool. He's a guy who likes to have fun. Sure. Um, but I agree. Yeah. I don't want to listen to his music. I'm happy to just know. You're good. I'm glad you like what you do. Yep. Do it well. No, thank you, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pass. Do, so where does where does Halsey fall in that in that range how do you feel like this music 
fits within the the pop genre do you feel like it's part of that or because again i came into this not knowing who halsey was at all but i did some judging at first i read a book by its cover i saw her i saw kind of the the atmosphere that she was giving and maybe because i i talked to ashley and she said yeah she's got a couple songs on the radio i'm like "Mm, i'm probably not gonna like the music just based off of her appearance i kind of presumed that she was picked by some agents and some producers to make some music. But I was pleasantly surprised by, by the music in it. It wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but I was like, okay, I actually, I actually enjoy this. Yeah. Well, I went into it knowing it wasn't going to be horrible because, uh, same thing. I didn't even know who it was when Kendra was like, you should watch this Halsey thing. So we looked up some of her popular songs. Okay. I'm like, Oh, these are some of the ones that I actually enjoy you know, if I have to listen to pop music, okay. there are some I would rather hear than others. Sure. And so I'm never just turning on pop music. But right. if I'm being subjected to pop music, yeah. she's she's an artist that I would like. Sure. If that makes sense. I completely understand that. Yeah. I don't choose to put on the Disney music, movies every day. Uh, my exact wording in my notes is the music is fine. <laughs> it's fine. fine. I think that there's, yeah, there's some good stuff about the music. Um I will probably go back and listen to the album just to kind of refresh. You know, the one song I really actually there was one song that I really liked is the one when they're burning the cabin. They're burning the witch. Yeah. And it's like heavy. It kind of has like, you know, this like metal punk vibe to it. Mm-hmm. That one was that one was cool. I liked that one. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, it was strangely entertaining. There were things that I certainly didn't get about it. I, I didn't quite understand through the whole thing, there's kind of this figure who is, I believe it's also played by Halsey and it's this mirror image of her almost. So like she is the queen, but then when she looks at herself in the mirror, she sees this weird, like witch version of her. That stabs her in the stomach. Pretty sure that's her. Pretty sure that's Halsey. Yeah. Pretty sure it's played by the same. I believe. Same. So I didn't quite understand that as any type of like metaphor or cinematic use because she shows up maybe it's just like a a foreboding kind of ominous i think so i think that's what thing like the the negative side of of everything because on her end everything like the the saturation is pumped up a little bit and it's very posh it's very grand and um very renaissance like you know the giant elaborate dresses all of that and then when you look at her in the mirror it's super dark and her hair is all frayed and she's got spooky makeup on and if it is supposed to be an approach on pregnancy and being the the positive and the negative or or the the hopeful and the scary part of it then maybe they're personifications of those two sides of it that would make sense because also at the end, when she's about to have her head chopped off, she goes into like the dream sequence of sure. seeing her child get born and actually raise it. And then they chop her head off. Yeah. And then kind of the outro scene is the witch version of her. And she's walking around and all the people who killed her, they're like heads around spikes and they've been slaughtered. And it's... Yeah. Yeah. And so that that was a weird thing, too, because so she basically is like, whatever, I'm the queen. I've got the king's baby. And then they're like, well, yeah, but as soon as you have the kid, if it's a boy, we're going to take it and kill you. And if it's a girl, we're going to throw it in the river and kill you. 
<laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so, so she books it and then gives birth at this witch's hut that they track her down and burn. And they drag her, like after literally just giving birth, they drag her and her bloody dress through the dirt and throw her on top of a horse and put her in a prison cell. And then she just wakes up in the prison cell and everybody's dead. Like all the guards are all dead. But it never explains how that happened or what happened. They just kind of are dead. Like she wakes up and they're dead. Yeah, maybe there's something we're missing. Maybe. Maybe she did have power. Maybe the... I, I have no idea. As far as that stuff goes. I will tell you this. I have become a sap. Like a stupid, emotional bag of just emotions. An emotional bag of emotions. That's me. <laughs> Anytime that I see anything with a kid and a parent now. And so when she gets out of the prison... She just walks into the room and and holds her kid. And it's the first time that she holds her kid since birth. And she just looks at looks at her kid, smiles and says hi. And they just look at each other. And knowing that emotional connection, when you see your kid and your kid recognizes you as just another human being for the first time, and you have that locking contact of, of your eyes looking at each other, that's a powerful moment in life. And just seeing that, I think that they portrayed that really, really well. And then I guess in the storyline, they let her just like, oh, okay, I guess she's out of prison and all the guards are dead, but we'll just let her kind of carry the baby around for a bit. <laughs> and, like, yeah, and then we'll she, cut her head off in a little bit. Yeah. So so then she carries the, carries the child to the execution scene, is getting ready to walk up onto, onto the, the freaking platform and stick her head in a guillotine. And then just hands the baby to, I don't know, a midwife or, yeah. or somebody. And then just voluntarily sets her head in there. And then she's got that kind of weird vision dream sequence. And it's just her and her son who is in this vision a couple of years old. Yeah. And they're just in a field. They're laughing and just having a good, a, like a, a good time. And that is, such, again, that part hit me. Because as a parent, there used to be things that were joyous to me where at the end of the day, I'd want to come home and like just not talk to anybody and I want to play video games and just have kind of some, some me time to de-stress from work or just kind of have some, some isolation and solitude. But now that Freya is getting to the age where she's playing, because she's around that age, right? She's, she's three. And now that she wants to play, that's the joyous part for me. Like, I don't care about playing video games at night and de-stressing anymore. Like, seeing her want to play with me and smiling and laughing yeah, and just well, having a good time. That's how you de-stress now. Yeah, and so so seeing that got me worked up a little bit. Not to the point where I started tearing up, but seeing that and her just kind of having that vision, I don't know, I could relate to it. And that, that was very, very cool to see. And then it's swiftly ended because they just decapitate her. Yep. She starts laughing, cackling, chop her head off. Yeah. And then now you're in a different dream sequence where she is the demon witch lord and yeah. everyone is slaughtered. Yeah. And the place is burning, essentially. Sure. Yeah. It, it was very strange. Yeah. You know, the thing about this movie, you know what I hate the most about this? Because generally, I still... My wife, before I came here, she said... 
You know, I've seen it twice now, and I still don't exactly know how I feel about it. Okay. And I kind of get that. I kind of feel the same way. Is like, I didn't not like it. Right. But I would never... I don't know. I don't feel like I would ever watch it again. I don't think I would watch it again either. But the thing I hate about this, the name of this show is called If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. She kills the guy... And then she decides to just tramp it up and drink and piss off all these nobles. (laughs) Right. So they end up killing her. Yeah. So she doesn't, she doesn't get either. But you didn't get power either. Yeah. You got your head chopped off, lady. That's it. (laughs) Come up with a different name. Yeah. Come up with a different name. It's a dumb name. Yeah. That's one of the, yeah. That's because here's the thing. I hear that name. I'm like. Oh, this is going to be a story about her struggling or scrapping to remain in power. Sure. And maybe the power, the only thing I thought is maybe the power is her. All the things that she did is essentially shirking the the expectations of her as the queen. And you should be a proper lady. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm going to booze it up with I'm going to booze it up with the girls and get crazy. Maybe that's the power. Yeah, I think... The power to be yourself. Maybe. Stupid name, though. I stand by that. That's a dumb name for the, for what it was. For that movie, yes. I would say for the for for what the storyline of that movie is, I would 100% agree with you. I, I think that the title, because that's the title of the album as well. Okay. And, and I think that the title... Is, yeah, I did no research. I did well, no research. Well, no, but that but makes for sense, but for the for the movie, I completely agree with you. I think like, that's kind of like you didn't get any you didn't get anything for the just for the the name of the album. I can maybe see more of a connection there. It's a powerful name. Yeah, because I, I, I love the title. I yeah. think that's a great. That's an awesome title for an album. I just didn't realize that was the name. Yeah, I would imagine that the the power that she's referring to is body autonomy, um, being control over everything that's happening with her. Because she said that she was reflecting on her pregnancy through the whole thing. So, so, and that's just my guess. I could be totally wrong. No, I think I think like I said, that's really the only. Yeah. You know what I really hated about it. What's that? The kerning in that freaking title card. Oh, where it's offset weirdly. I hate it so much. See, I <laughs> I hated it so much because it's justified. All right. Justified is, is a typography term for how your paragraph looks. All right. So there's like left justified. And that's where the left side of your paragraph all lines up. And then there's right justified, where the right side of your paragraph all lines up. Like, it's all stacked on top of each other neatly. And then there is just, quote-unquote, justified, where it does it on both sides. But in order to do that, so it lines up evenly on the left and the right from line to line to line, is you have to adjust the kerning of each line of text. Kerning, for those of you who are totally unaware... And Thor, this might be you. Sounds like some dork shit to me. It's um, it's. <laughs> I'm it's, sorry. It's, I'm sorry. It's uh, it's certainly graphic design dork shit. It's typography nerd stuff. Kerning is just the spaces 
or the amount of space between letters within a line of text. So if the letters are super scrunched up next to each other, then um, the kerning is very, very low. If the spacing between each letter is very, very big, then the kerning is very high. And so when you have it so that it lines up on the left and it lines up on the right, you have to adjust the spacing of the letters to make it line up. Yeah. But it looked awful. It looked horrible. I loved it specifically. Thor, it was the worst. No, no, exactly. It was terrible. But I was like, (laughs) I saw it and I was like, this has to have been a conscious decision. Absolutely it was. Intentionally to make you feel off balance immediately. Exactly. Specifically me. Make me feel off balance immediately. I mean, because you're somebody who or you spend your life thinking about art, yeah. you know, a very large part of it compared to probably, probably most, most people. people. Yeah. Um, but even me, just as a regular, I'm like, that doesn't look right. That's terrible. And I was like, that has to be intentional just just to knock you off center right from the get-go. It was horrible. I thought was a interesting choice. I'm sure that that's probably why they did it. You don't do that accidentally. Yeah. Um, that Yeah, but it was bad. I just hated it. I hated it. Just because I'm kind of a snob and there are rules that you follow in design, in art. They're just like kind of rules slash guidelines that say this is what the human brain likes to see. And you try to bend those when you can, but you bend it to a degree, knowing what the rules are and knowing how to get kind of get away with it. And I felt like that was just so egregious. (laughs) (laughs) Is it intentional affront to your senses? It was. It was. And uh, I didn't care for it at all. The font, the typeface, I liked. I hated the kerning. I hated it. I hated the justification. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) That's right. Kerning, no good. No good. The show, it's fine. Music is fine. The name... Fine. Cleavage. A plus. Excellent. Yeah. No, that is another thing. And what's another thing? The cleavage? Well, not just the cleavage. Okay. Um, Like I said, I don't particularly hate or love this thing in any way. But there is one thing that I truly appreciate uh, overall Hmm. is I truly feel like Halsey is an artist. Yeah. She is something like this whole undertaking this project she went for it and honestly even before i was talking with kendra before i watched it mm-hmm. and she was asking asking me about like expectations i'm like i don't really have any um but i don't expect it to be this isn't something for everybody it, it's not meant to be you know she was trying to make something it seems like anyway that is for her fans so i could see a lot of people going into it and being like i hate this I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. But for me, I appreciated that she she took a swing and she did something different. This is not... Yeah, it's it's unusual. Something that anybody's ever really done. It's certainly not in this way. Yeah, like I said, Michael Jackson's the only, yeah, only musician like, that I can think of. Thriller and stuff, he did a lot of these, yeah. Um, but so she really, as an artist, she really took a swing. Whether you like it or not, that that's irrelevant to the fact that she tried to do something different, tried to think outside the box, tried to make the kerning on the letters crazy just to set people off balance. Mm-hmm. So whether the execution was was something that you enjoyed or not, it's not really the point. What's cool about it is she's somebody she who's actually it. trying to do something interesting. 
And there was a lot, not a lot, but there was some full frontal nudity. Yeah. And on her part. And I was like, I appreciated that because that has to be wild. You're somebody has made a name for herself. Mm-hmm. She is famous. There's there's no reason she needed to do that. Sure. But she's just like, you know, here it is. I don't know. It, like I said, it just feels like taking a big swing. Yeah. And for that, I, re- I respect this, respected this a lot. Yeah. Overall. And, and there are, I, I would say that some of the nudity, like most of the nudity, was unnecessary. Yeah, absolutely unnecessary. Uh, and that's not a good or bad thing. I'm just saying that it didn't, it's not like it drove a plot or, you know, there's a whole scene where they're like doing weird swimming aerobics in a bathtub <laughs> and, and just everybody's nude. Like all these, that's one of those scenes where I was like, I don't understand why this is happening. That is the point in the, so, so we started watching it and at that, during that scene, I looked at my wife and I was like, why the hell did you recognize <laughs> I was genuinely, because I was like, Mike is going to think that we're weirdos, that we're psychopaths. <laughs> what are you do- There really wasn't, ultimately, there wasn't that much movie. No. And after that, but I was like, is this what the rest of the movie is going to be? Sure. Like, what is going on, yeah. lady? Why so, would you recommend this to us? So your I wife- mean, I'm into it. It's, it's awesome, <laughs> right. but... Yeah, so so your wife... But we got to talk about this to people. Yeah, yeah, that is that is one of the things that was on my mind, was like, what do I say about this? Um, your wife sent my wife a text message and <laughs> was like, hey, so we just, I just watched it again, and I didn't realize how many boobs were in it. <laughs> and like, she wanted to get to Ashley so that Ashley could forewarn me about it. Probably so that I wouldn't have the immediate reaction that you did. Yeah. Well, because I felt I was like, this is not something you should just spring on something. <laughs> like, a little side note could have just been, hey, this is very weird. Also, there's some there's... gratuitous, unnecessary, full frontal nudity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, taken, I was taken aback. And so... I... <laughs> but yeah, she genuinely was like, I totally forgot that's funny because it's been a while she's been saying for like a year that she wants us to review this yeah did she think that it was weird then so did you watch it with her like when you watch so was it weird for her to watch that with you with all of that nudity oh no 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 i wasn't sure if it was a thing like there's there's a lot of times where i talk to my like if i'm visiting my parents and i'm like oh yeah let's watch this movie it's really good and then I'm sitting there and you recognize all the horrible things that are in the movie just because you're watching it with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if it was like that scenario where she was like, oh, oh, I forgot all about this. This is really awkward now. No, yeah. No. But, it's... but that's, I mean, with husband and wife, it's different, right? Yeah, I sure. will say, though, that I'm glad that I didn't watch it with Ashley. Yeah. Well, do you think she would have hated it? I don't, I don't know, to be honest. And I asked Ashley how much she knew about Halsey or, or her music at least and she's like well not too much just the songs that she's heard on the radio and that she likes those songs yeah so final thoughts where where are you at how would you rate this on uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 uh, occult midwives I'm gonna go right down the middle with a 5 with a 5 and fair, if anybody is listening to this if you haven't watched it just Go into it with an open mind. It's only an hour. Here's right. here's the a plus of this 
this film. It's an hour long. You're probably not going to love it. Sure. You're probably not going to hate it. You're going to be we- a little bit weirded out. But it's in- it's interesting. Yeah, and you might love it or hate it. And maybe it's not weird to you at all. Yeah. So there are a lot of different feelings and things that could happen. But yeah, yeah. I don't have five, one. Out, five out of ten. That's, yeah, that's really I'm right down the middle be, just because there it has a lot of good parts to it. But then there's a lot of stuff that just didn't really do it for me. Yeah, I, so. I might rate it a little bit higher. I might go like six and a half because I, I did enjoy the music and I think that the music combined with the visual storytelling did a good job of trying to bring out some emotions because I did feel uneasy at times. I did feel um, emotional at times with it. So the fact that it was able to pull that from me, I think ultimately made made me like it a little bit more. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, me too. I was like, I'm going to hate this yeah. damn shit. Yeah. It looks so dumb. Well, I watched the preview. And I was like, this looks so dumb. <laughs> okay. Okay. Last. Well, for, I don't know if this is another point. What did you think about the fact that all of her tattoos were still there? Like, oh, did, I, did that, I, liked, I liked that. You part. liked that? Yes. It really it threw me off a little bit. I got to be honest. And I think mainly because. So there's a scene where she's in a bed and she's like in her lingerie and she's laying there and she, the view, you can see her arm and on her arm, she has a tattoo of a sneaker. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're totally modern tattoos. And so for me, it took me out a little bit. That suspension of disbelief kind of, it it removed it from me a little bit. uh, I actually really enjoyed that. I made note of that as I Cause it's just an interesting juxtaposition yeah. to to see the tattoos kind of in the Victorian era and that it's just no mind is paid to it. I don't know. I kind of thought it was interesting. I I think I would have liked it if they weren't tattoos of modern things that like if if she had a tattoo of a glass slipper or like a Victorian style shoe. Like or or that like lace kind of tattoos yeah. that some people get yeah. sometimes. Instead, she looked like Jared Leto's Joker <laughs> in, <laughs> in Queen Elizabeth's fucking gown. Uh, yeah, so that threw me off a little bit. Not enough for me to be like, well, yeah, this movie sucks. But it did it did tick me out of it a little bit. But yeah, I would say six and a half for me. It was definitely an interesting watch. I will probably never watch it again, but I might listen to the music some more. Yeah. If it came on, I, I would never seek it out, but yeah. if it came on, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. I can yeah. do this. Yeah. There, there were just, I think she's got a nice voice. I think musically she is talented. Um, it's a, it's a strange one. Yeah. It's a strange one. Yeah. Today it was definitely an oddity mm-hmm. for sure. All right. Well, there you go, guys. Halsey. Yeah. Uh, 104. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. That was kind of perfect. Yeah. Um, so next show, next episode. Oh yeah. What do, what am I getting into? <sighs> you know, I like, you know, I really like the episodes when I don't have to recommend something. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel the same way? I do actually. <laughs> but it's not, it's just a small thing. Yeah. But for, for whatever reason, it's like. 
so much less pressure. It's the best. <laughs> hey, let's do this podcast where we recommend things to each other. Also, the best part of the podcast, not recommending <laughs> things. Recommending stuff. <laughs> um, so I'm going to I'm going to keep it in the music theme. And I was debating it for a little bit, but I think it's got to be said. Uh, I want you to listen to some Coheed and Cambria. Oh, okay. All right. And the thing is, I'm not sure how, how I want you to do this. If I were to say that you have to listen to Coheed, and I am saying that, um, there are two albums that are absolutely amazing. Okay. I'll listen to them both. When I did Fuji's, you had to listen to two albums. Okay. All right. So I'll do two. Like I initially okay. had said, listen to these songs and you just ended up listening to That's the true. whole albums, which I, I think was the correct decision. I should yeah. have said that in the first place. Okay. So All I'd right. be down. I'll just do both the albums. Okay. That's fine. All right. So in that case, uh, the two albums are In Keeping Secrets yeah, of, just texted of Silent Earth 3. Yeah, because it's Coheed and they have really stupid long names for all their stuff. Okay, so what what are the two albums? Sorry. In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3. And then the other album is called Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. Because you had texted me and asked, have you ever listened to Coheed and Cambria? Yeah. And I was like, no. And you were like, good, keep it that way. So I kind of assumed. Mm -hmm. And then you had asked me some other things. So I knew that was on the table as one of the options. Yeah. Do you I, know anything about them? From what I think I know about Coheed and Cambria, I'm going to hate it. <laughs> okay. From what, But I'm also aware that like I actually don't. I genuinely couldn't say like a song. I don't, I genuinely really have never listened to their music, okay. but I think I know what their music sounds like. Okay. And if it is that, then I don't like it. I well, maybe it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you are going to like Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star for more than In Keeping Secrets. That's my, that's my, uh, my bet. That's my thought. Okay. Good Apollo. I will, I will try to go into it with an open mind. Good Apollo, I think, is their peak that they've ever done technically as far as music and just as far as artists. That album is amazing. The The guitar riffs, the lyrics, just everything about that album is just so tightly woven together. And for them doing what they do, they do it the best in that album. In my opinion, those are their two best albums and they go downhill from there. There are people in our close circle of friends who would highly disagree with me and love everything Coheed. They've made like six albums past those two albums, but those two are the ones that, that you need to listen to. Okay. Yeah. So I'll listen to those two. Um, I will, I'll give you this tidbit. The lead singer, his name is Claudio Sanchez. He had this idea to write a comic book and the music is the storyline that is the comic book. Oh, neat. Okay. Co so kind of like a Halsey's, if I can't have love, then I'll have power type situation. There is multiple medias yeah, of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to make you read the comic book, but the comic book series is a very like space sci-fi weird show or like weird storyline. Okay, cool. Coheed. And Cambria are two characters in this comic book storyline. 
That's gay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but okay. So, so that's where the name comes from. Yeah. But everything that they sing about in the two albums that you're going to listen oh, to. So the, oh, so they based their band name off this comic book. Correct. That the lead singer oh. wrote. Okay. So he wrote the comic book before they made the band. I don't know. Okay. I mean, he had to have the storyline before he wrote the band or before the band wrote that album, like, you know, before they made that album, because everything, every song is about the storyline. It's all about a fictitious plot. There's no deep meaning behind any of their music. Okay. Very cool. I'm kind of into that. It's, it's all just a storyline for, for what it's worth. That's what you're getting into. Excellent. Very cool. Before we get out here. So we have, so as of recording this one, we are officially live. We are live on on the uh, the interwebs there. Yeah, yeah. So it's been it's been pretty cool. Um, it has been pretty cool. How so? You've have you listened to all the episodes? I have been listening to them. Yeah, it's been weird listening to them because I forgot a lot of our conversations. Yeah, as of recording this one, the fourth episode just came out. Yeah, and I don't even know what episode we're on now. Ten. Somewhere around there, are eight we or that, nine. Eight I, think. Or nine? I don't think we're at ten yet. Okay, so yeah, that's that's kind of it's a cool thing to hear. I also don't like the sound of my voice. Oh yeah, no, trust me, nobody likes the sound of their own voice. Yeah. I hate the sound of my voice, <laughs> and I gotta hear it. I gotta hear it constantly. Yeah, because yeah. we have our other podcast project uh-huh. in the works that we're working on that yeah. I had, I've been editing, and then as well as this. So yeah, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, my favorite thing about seeing it on a podcast was your, like, scribble of our name title (laughs) on the the freaking notebook paper, just get wrecked in red marker. And and my mother called me and she goes, what is this? She's like, what is this? This. She asked me, she asked me if it was a child's drawing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, mom. It's just, he just wrote the name of this thing that we're doing. I don't know. As shitty as I possibly could. Yeah, she's like, well, I just thought it might have been one of your students, like, or kids drawing. (laughs) She's thinking you teach special ed? I just I didn't know how to respond to it. <laughs> That's um, so funny. Yeah, but it made me chuckle. Oh. So I know that she's listened to at least an episode. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good because here's the thing: is so now, I mean, if you want to suggest something for us to review, sure. As my wife did, you can now go to our email and suggest something that you would like to hear us review. And shit, you can come on. Yeah. If if you live in the York area. Yeah, South Central As PA. I assume you probably do. Probably, at this point. <laughs> you can come on the podcast and we'll review it with you. Absolutely, we'll talk about you it with you. You can send those right to pod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Cool, man. I'm excited for it. Um, so, so next week, Coheating Cambria. And this is the first two albums. It's their... That's kind of a complicated answer. Um, Fine then. It's, so the two albums, you just say the two albums. Yeah. So it's In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3 and Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4. 
Yep. Super pretentious. <laughs> You're going to love it. Maybe. You might hate it. You'll probably hate it. <laughs> Find out on the next episode. All right, everybody. As always, stay wrecked out there. That's right. <laughs>